Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday, August the 27th. And today is a special day. I realize it's not on the calendar, but maybe it ought to be. Today we might call this Ladies' Day. For ladies take front and center in our reading and also in today's memorial the Feast of St. Monica, Mother of St. Augustine. And our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. It's short, but women, ladies, play a predominant role in today's memorial and also in our Gospel reading from St. Luke, um, I was talking to a lady the other day, and she was indicating to me that she was having some difficulty with her uh, grown son, whom she referred to as uh, her child. I guess mothers always think of their children, no matter how old they are, as their children, as their child. And he was going through some difficulties uh, he had gotten involved with some uh, of the wrong people and uh, had gotten off the track. And she was at her wit's end as to what to do. Well, at a certain point, uh, parents, uh, as children grow older and become adults, the influence of parents often become less and less. But in our reading from the gospel, we have front and center uh, some ladies, and one may very much surprise us. Jesus is journeying through the towns and villages. He's preaching and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of God, and there were 12 who accompanied him, the 12 disciples. But there's also some women who had... Uh, been cured. They've been cured of evil spirits and maladies. And one of these women was Mary called the Magdalene. And the other was Joanna, the wife of Herod Stuart, Chusa, and Susanna. So we have Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susanna. And they are now accompanying the twelve and Jesus, throughout his ministry of preaching and teaching the gospel, the good news. And we are told in this short passage that Mary the Magdalene, she had been cured of evil spirits and maladies. She had been possessed, and she had fallen into uh, bad, bad habits and was afflicted with other infirmities. And yet she and Joanna and Susanna, they met the Lord Jesus, and they were cured. They were healed. And they have also uh, today St. Monica, whose son, St. Augustine, now, St. Augustine didn't start out as a saint. We remember 
Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. And that fits beautifully today. Saints with a past, sinners with a future. We ought to remember that every day. And Monica, uh, Augustine was a very, very uh, intelligent, in fact, brilliant, brilliant young man. And he always was searching for truth. And he became involved in various uh, heretical movements that were taking place, the Manichaeans, among others. And he even became a Manichaean before his conversion to Christianity through the work of St. Ambrose, the great St. Ambrose, whom he met. And uh, Augustine even lived a rather immoral life. Uh, he was the father of a child outside of wedlock. And he didn't come from a very sound home other than Monica. Monica was determined that she was going to teach. She was going to teach Augustine about Jesus Christ. And she taught him the scriptures. She took him to church. Now, the opposition was from the father. The father was a pagan, and the father was very much opposed to all of this and treated Monica badly and really didn't care about religion, about Christianity, and certainly didn't want uh, Augustine involved in any of that kind of stuff. And so it was a very contentious and strife-ridden home. But Augustine was indeed blessed with a superior intellect. And he rose through the ranks of the academy and became the youngest professor of rhetoric at the University of Milan. And all the while, while he was fooling with these various religions, Monica prayed for him. Monica continued to pray every day. In fact, we learned that Monica prayed for over 30 years for the conversion of her son. And one day, as he was walking through the streets of Milan, he heard the preaching of St. Ambrose. And he went to Ambrose and started a conversation that turned into a friendship. And Ambrose taught him the scriptures, taught him Christian philosophy, and was a wonderful example to him. Augustine converted to Christianity, was baptized, became a priest and a bishop, the Bishop of Hypo in Northern Africa. And before uh, Augustine's father died, we're told that his father was received into the church. His father was converted. And Augustine raised his son, his son out of wedlock, uh, to be a very good, sound Christian and took that very seriously. He didn't run away from it. He didn't deny it. He accepted the responsibility of his former way of life. And Augustine, of course, is one of the greatest of the towering figures in Christian theology and philosophy and really Western civilization. Uh, Augustine his works, the Confessions, which 
is a wonderful, wonderful thing to read. Wonderful book. Really gives you an insight into uh, the soul and the working of God within souls. And every Christian should avail themselves of that particular book. It's a book of, uh, of insight and of meditation, and it speaks to each and every one of us. His city of God, his sermons, his writings on theological issues. And Augustine, who was a sinner, but God had a future for him as one of the great saints in the history of the church and one of the great figures in Western civilization. Mary Magdalene, whom she was filled with seven devils and various other maladies. Uh, Joanna and Susanna were also healed. And they were the ones who traveled with Jesus and the Twelve. And it reminds us that the Lord works in us and through us. And that parents and loved ones who have, let's say, children or relatives or friends even, that they are concerned about. They're concerned about their future, about their relationship with God. Today, we have a tendency to rush them off to the doctor to get analyzed or to get medicated. But do we present them to the Lord? Monica did it for 30 years, and Augustine was converted. He met St. Ambrose. God placed Ambrose in the life of St. Augustine. And as we say, the rest is history. So today, in the lives of these women, Monica, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susanna, we have tremendous models, disclosure models, of what God can do of what God does do and what God will do when we turn to the Lord. And we ought to, every day, pray for those within our families, within our relationships, who may be having difficult times. They may have fallen away from the church, away from God even. But we don't give up. We don't wash our hands and say, well, their choice, that's what they did. Let them live with the consequences. It's an awful attitude to have, a disposition. We may be limited in what we can do in certain areas of life. That's true. But we can always pray. We can always lift them to the Lord. For the Lord loves them. The Lord especially loves them. Jesus came to heal the sick, to expel demons, and to call all back into the Father's house. And through the indwelling Holy Spirit, minds and hearts are changed. So today, we celebrate Ladies' Day. These great women, Mary Magdalene, Joanna and Susanna, and the persevering, wonderful example of St. Monica.
So today, if we find ourselves faced with those kinds of situations, or we know others who are, recommend them to the Lord. Recommend them to pray. To pray in communion with St. Monica. To learn from St. Mary Magdalene. St. Mary Magdalene. Joanna and Susanna. That once we find the Lord... Doors are open and paths are cleared. And through the Holy Spirit, we can walk through those doors and down those paths. That our past need not be our future. Yes, we are all sinners. But with God, we all have a future. It is a day of great hope and great courage. We thank Almighty God for the gift of these women and for their example to each and every one of us and to our families. God bless you.